0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets. Rappaport to the rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport.
1: Welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport. And if you've been listening to our show on a regular basis, and I sure hope you have, I hope you heard the podcast I did with one of my closest friends in the world. She's like a sister to me, Christy Brinkley. We also did two shows with her beautiful daughter, Sailor, in the training of her new pup. And today... I am so happy that we have her other beautiful and talented daughter, Alexa Ray Joel. Now, this is a great story about Alexa Ray because I first met her when she was literally in diapers. I believe she was about a year and a half old, and I was a cub reporter and doing my first national piece for People magazine on television, which was going to air on CBS. I was so excited, so nervous, and who do I end up with? I get the exclusive with Christy Brinkley and her then-husband, Billy Joel. This was back in the 80s. I pull up to their magnificent estate on the ocean in East Hampton. Christy's inside getting ready. I walk outside, and there is Billy Joel at the trampoline playing with a tiny little beautiful girl, Alexa Ray. She was in diapers, jumping up and down, singing, singing, And would you believe she was actually singing one of daddy's songs? I kid you not. And not just any song. We're not talking Uptown Girl, which would have been amazing enough. She was singing and knew all the words to We Didn't Start the Fire. Of course, we all remember that song. It was so brilliant. It was like a history lesson. And the verses went on and on and they rhymed. And this little girl under two years old, had every verse memorized. Back then, I knew she was a child prodigy, a genius, and here we are today. She's grown up to be an incredible songstress, singer, songwriter, producer, pianist. She is truly an amazing accomplished artist and a beautiful person inside and out to boot. And she also happens to be a huge animal advocate. Alexa Ray has loved and rescued cats her whole life. And today we're going to hear a very special story about her fur child, Stella. What this cat went through, you will not believe. So when we come back, Alexa Ray Joel, stay tuned.
0: Take a bite out of your competition. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today.
1: Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish
0: setters? Find out who's been spotted with spots, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their poochie. Get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life
2: Radio. Let's talk pets.
1: Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport, and I am very excited today because my guest is like a daughter to me. You heard in the open, I first met her when she was in diapers. I absolutely adore Alexa Ray Joel, and I always joke with her because I don't have any biological children that when I get really old, I'm old now, but older, that will you please take care of me, right, Alexa? Of course, (laughs) Jilly. You're like an aunt crazy aunt jilly. Yeah,
3: exactly. Like you're like family. I mean, I've known you my entire life.
1: And I've watched you bloom literally. I also talked about this in the open. The very first day I met you when you were in diapers, you were singing then, which was unbelievable <laughs> at that age.
3: You know, I I just have I don't know. I love lyrics. I love music and I just sort of came out singing. It just always was just in me and not to mention you know, mom and dad at the house um, in my childhood home of Further Lane, growing up in East Hampton, we were always putting on musicals. Like we were just always singing the three of us, as you know. So it was just second nature. You know, I think I sang more than I spoke as a child.
1: (laughs) But it was your mom who actually pushed you into piano lessons. Is that correct?
3: No, she was really persistent about it. And um, I guess by the time I was 13, 14, I started taking lessons. And it really helped, like my musicianship to have that classical piano training, you know, and it's funny, because my dad had classical piano training, and he's an unbelievable pianist, as we know.
1: Oh, is he so really? There's, there's nothing
3: like, tra- yeah, <laughs> just a little fun fact, in case you didn't know. But no, there's nothing like classical piano training. It's really everything. It gives you such a great foundation as a musician, as a songwriter, for melody. You know, it's, it's the best. And, you know, Jill, I always joke that I didn't really think that my parents were famous when I was growing up. I thought I was the star because, <laughs> you know, my mom would dress me up as, you know, like whatever. Some One of my favorite theater characters, Liesl from The Sound of Music or Ariel from The Little Mermaid, and dad would accompany on piano. And I would just be like singing at home with, my parents were like my backup accompanists. And they were so encouraging of my love for creativity and music and my artistic sensibilities that it was just, it was just so ingrained. And it's, you know, a lot of people don't realize my mom is so musical too. She starred in Chicago.
1: And she can sing too.
3: I know. So it's just like, it's just, yeah, we just all came out came out singing.
1: <laughs> well, let's be honest, when you come from the lineage that you do, that could be intimidating. I mean, your dad is one of the greatest songwriters, singers of all time. I and never. for you to then establish yourself in yes. your own right as a great artist and have his support and even perform with him, talk about the oh, yeah. circle. Yeah,
3: I mean, I try not to think of it too much in the comparative sense. Because it is intimidating, you know, when you really think about it. But you know, at the end of the day, my father, for me, you know, I call him pop, he's my pop, he's my dad. So I don't see him as, you know, Billy Joel in in lights, necessarily. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that intimidating. It's a double-edged sword, I guess. But he's very encouraging, and he tries not to be a stage father. You know, he like he lets me do my own thing, and he's like, "Well, if you need any, you know, advice or whatever." But he tries not to be too. Uh, you know, he's always like, "I want to sit back and let you do your thing." He'll show up at my shows, and he'll just be sort of hiding in the back of the room with like a baseball cap, trying to lay low like he's in disguise because he doesn't want anyone to see him. But meanwhile, my mom takes a different approach, which is good. I kind of have a balance where she's like in the front row cheering me on as loud as can be. I would say she's like my biggest cheerleader. So between the two of them, dad's more low key, mom's more like very enthusiastic, always up front and center, like, that's my baby. So I have sort of a good balance
1: between the two of them, you know. <laughs> now, another thing you inherited from your parents is your love of animals. I can remember way back in the day when I first started coming over to your home on Further Lane, you even had a rescue cat back then named Steinway.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we used to always get cats. We had so many cats always in the house. There was a calico. My first love is always, I love calico cats. I find them to be just so beautiful and smart, usually female, but they're just very special. And we would always get our cats from the animal rescue fund in uh, East Hampton. So all local. And of course, shelters only you have to adopt. I. Can't encourage enough. Like we've always gotten only shelter cats, and no, it's just a thing. And so I just grew up as such a cat lady. We had Maggie the calico. We had Steinway, who we named um, Steinway because he looked like a piano, (laughs) black and white. Yeah, black (laughs) and white. And of course, you know, my dad has long history with Steinway pianos, so it's like a tribute for him. (laughs) One of my favorite summer memories ever was we we actually took the boat, the Downeaster Alexa. You might sound a little familiar, that one. Um, <laughs> we took the boat, me, mom, and dad. I think I was just about five years old, maybe six or seven. We took the boat down to over to Shelter Island, and we saw these cute little kittens in a box, like sort of like on the edge of the dock, like they were just these homeless stray kittens. So we took them home on the boat, And we named them Thelma and Louise, (laughs) runaways. (laughs) And I could go on and on and on. But I just love cats so much. And I do believe that I love all animals. But I think the, you know, particular, if it's whether it's dog or cat, whatever you grow up with, I think is what you become most attached to. My brother and sister on my mom's side grew up with dogs. And so, you know, they're dog people. But for me, I'm just a cat lady for life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we had Sailor on with her new pup, Lionel. And, you know, it is amazing because you have always loved kittens and cats. And you have a very special cat in your life. And wow, did you go through an experience recently, I was in it with you, talk about harrowing and also talk about a cat having nine lives. Tell us about Stella and what she just went through.
3: So my Stella, I have had her for 15 years. So uh, I'm very, very attached to her. She's a beautiful, very special calico. She's being a little camera shy, but she's right here. (laughs) And I got her actually at the ASPCA uptown in the city. And we've just been inseparable ever since she sleeps with me right on my lap every night. It just Just really, she's an angel. She gets sweeter by the day. And she has always been basically in perfect health, nothing alarming. And then one day, seemingly, it it appeared to me like out of nowhere, she was sitting on my lap and turned to my fiance, Ryan, who's, you know, I call him, or in other words, Stella's father. And I said, uh, you know what, Stella doesn't look too well. And And he tends to be the less dramatic of the two of
1: us. Oh, really?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know how that goes. Women tend to worry more sometimes. He said, oh, I'm sure she's fine. You know, I said, no, her pupils look really dilated. And she normally has, you know, Jill, she has these gorgeous green cat eyes, huge, almost like Sophia Loren. She's just a beautiful cat.
1: (laughs) Sophia would be complimented.
3: Yes, the Sophia Loren of felines basically, her pupils were so dilated, I said, what's going on? I said, something must be wrong. And she was trying to warn me because I do believe animals are very smart. And when they're well bonded to their, I'm her mommy, you know, she was like trying to tell me something. I said, are you okay, Stella, you know, like this, and she suddenly went into a seizure. Oh! And I was beside myself. And you know, for anyone, I now have a newfound empathy for anyone that's ever dealt with a sick animal because it is terrifying. And I didn't know, you know, silly me, I had no idea that animals could even have seizures. And then she proceeded to fall into like sort of one seizure after the next, it's actually called cluster seizures. It was extremely, extremely terrifying. She was hiding under the bed at that point because she was so traumatized. We were trying to get her out of the bed and we couldn't. And she just had kept having one seizure after the next. It's befitting that your podcast is Rappaport to the rescue because you came to my rescue. Aww. I was in a panic. I didn't know what to do. And she literally couldn't move. After the number of seizures she had, she was basically paralyzed. I was like, Stella, Stella, she was trying to move and she was unable to. So thank God for you, Jill. I can't be more indebted to you for you brought Dr. Cindy Bressler, who is an absolute angel. She's a local veterinarian here.
1: And Cindy came rushing over. She comes to your home, which is just so comforting when you're in that state. And I have to tell you, Alexa, I ran over, I lived down the road, and I really thought that that was going to be the last night that we would all see Stella and you would have her because I have to tell you, I've never seen a cat in that condition. Poor Ryan, your wonderful fiance, who we're going to get to talk to him in a moment. But <laughs> he is, you know, gently trying to get her out from under the bed. She completely went blind. She couldn't walk. Cindy was so amazing. And Dr. Cindy Bressler had the wherewithal to tell you she didn't even feel she was equipped to handle this emergency and sent you up island. To an emergency clinic.
3: Yeah, I just have to take a moment on that note to give a real shout out to Dr. Cindy Bressler and any of you in the Long Island, New York area who are listening Please look her up. I don't know if her information's on the internet, but we have to give her a shout out and share her contact info. She is incredible. Like her personal care, the fact that you came with her. You guys had to literally fish her out from under the bed, my cat, because she couldn't move. And um, she had lost her vision in her right eye completely. And so, oh, sorry, I'm getting emotional talking about this. Of
1: course. But
3: I just can't thank you enough, Jill. You literally, you know, porch to the rescue. That was you that night. Oh. So we rushed her all the way up, Ryan and I, we rushed her all the way out to Islip Veterinary Medical Center. And I just want to give a shout out to them too, because they really took excellent care of her. And they found out that she had a thiamine deficiency, which is a nutritional deficiency. And it created spots on her brain that caused her to have these seizures. And so I learned a very, very valuable lesson in the process. And this is important message for other, you know, cat owners, I was sort of trying out a a trial by diet for Stella, because I thought that she had gained a little bit of weight And so I was just giving her salmon. I learned the hard way that you cannot just give your cat one type of food. So now she's doing so well. I give her a mixture of all organic, dry food, wet food. But I learned the hard way. She has to have a mix of
1: nutrients. And I want all of our listeners to know that she not only recovered, her eyesight came back. She can walk normally again, and she's playing again.
3: Yeah. So it's crazy. She's been home for a month recovering. She is fully recovered. Talk about nine lives. I mean, this is a
1: miracle story.
3: And just a week ago, she started jumping back on the sink, back up and down. And I started crying because I just couldn't believe how well she recovered. And I know this might sound a little cliche to say- but love can really save the day. And I just have been, Ryan could tell you, I'm just so incredibly, probably an overbearing mom, but I'm always just giving her so much love and so much affection and speaking to her. And it she just healed. And she's not young. She's 15. Uh, I
1: mean- she's- This is, you know, a very senior cat that went through a very serious situation, shouldn't have made it, and not only came through, she's thriving now. It's crazy. It's just a miracle. It's a miracle. And I want to bring in uh, the savior because I witnessed it that night. Your wonderful fiance, Ryan Gleason. Ryan, join our interview here because I watched you that night in action.
0: To be honest, it was a little scary going under a bed and trying to get a a cat that (laughs) didn't want me under there.
1: (laughs) Kind of like waking up Alexa in the morning, isn't it?
0: exactly the same.
3: (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Well, we all know I'm not a morning person. You're such an incredible guy. I have to give our listeners a little background about Ryan Gleason. I truly adore him. I have to tell you, I met him almost eight years ago. And it's an interesting story because Ryan is an extremely successful restaurateur. He has several restaurants in Manhattan. And during covid Ryan, talk about having to reinvent yourself. You basically lost your business and you had to start all over again, go for a real estate license. You not only did that, join one of the top firms out here, Compass, and you're thriving. I mean, Alexa, this guy is a survivor and a real star. He basically
3: reinvented himself. I'm beyond impressed. You know, talk about being resourceful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Take it away, honey. (laughs) Yeah, the last two years have been a little trying. I say last two years because right before COVID hit, my partners and I had opened up three new restaurants all at the same time, which was a little intense.
1: In Manhattan.
0: In Manhattan. And um, right after we opened up the third one that year, you know, COVID hit two months later, so uh, we had to shut everything down—six restaurants and all. It was a lot of sleepless nights for several months, waking up in a panic, like, "What am I going to do with the rest of my life?" Because it was a lot of accumulating a lot of debt. You know, I had always been involved with commercial real estate for at least the last ten years or so, and since being out here in the Hamptons, I saw an opportunity and just have been thriving ever since. It kind of saved me in a way. It got me out of my depressive state in a way. I'm happy now.
3: And we've been, you know, it's funny, we've sort of been loving, you know, because when quarantine first hit, we came out to Sag Harbor, we came out to, you know, stay and spend some beautiful family time with my mom and my brother and sister here. But of course, the summertime here, there's really nothing better. We're just Feeling so lucky to be out here in the Hamptons and out here in Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor is, you know, the best of the best, the most charming. Your dad town. lives there too. You know, my father's here. Stella has more space. She can run around. We get to go boating. We go out on the boat like all the time. We'll go over to Shelter Island. You know, I still have space to, you know, create and work on my music here. and you know, it's just all the greenery. My mother has the most gorgeous, exquisite garden, as you know, Jill, it is
1: two green thumbs.
3: It's so gorgeous. And we were just really, really lucky to be able to come out here. And you know, everybody made it happy and healthy through quarantine. Ryan even jokes because I'm, I'm rather introverted. But we go out on more dates lately. And we're, you know, going out to the dockside and going out to Tuto, which is a great restaurant. Very
1: romantic. And on that subject, you just came out with an incredible song that everybody's talking about. And it's based on your relationship with Ryan. Tell us about that.
3: Oh, yeah. No, the song is for Ryan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> very the song, sweet. The song is for him. It's called Seven Years. It's like a tribute to our relationship and seven years. Now, you know, it's funny, we're now moving on to eight years being together. <laughs> but it was seven years when I started writing it. And I just wanted to write like a classic love ballad. Sort of, I, w- I guess you could say I was thinking a little bit of like classic Elton John, you know, your song and that niche. Of songwriting when I wrote it. And I just wanted to tell the story and in a very honest, you know, transparent way. I know Ryan always says he likes that it's it's not like a, a Hallmark card. It it's an honest portrayal of all the ups and downs and all that we've been through for seven years. It just kind of poured out. And I thought, well, I'm I'm kind of proud of this song that I wrote. I'd love to just put it out there for the world. And And I've just been so moved by the response. A lot of couples actually have been playing it at their wedding, which is really, really sweet. And I just wanted it to just be this very lush, beautiful sort of tribute to seven years. And I've never met someone more loyal than Ryan.
1: Oh, Ryan, I don't know if you're crying right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he
3: started crying when I first started singing it for him, and I was singing, uh, you know, the little part. <laughs> There's a part of the song. It goes, "In the kitchen, we're slow dancing." This well,
0: was we always it, dance. Initially. We always dance in the kitchen.
3: Yeah, in the kitchen, we're, okay. we're slow dancing. Rest sing my- it,
1: Alexa. Sing it. Don't tease me like that. Sing
3: <laughs> it. In the kitchen, we're slow dancing. Rest my head upon his shoulder. We pretend we're still romancing even though we're growing older. That was the part at which he started to cry. Because, you know, yeah, we dance together in the kitchen. It's kind of our custom, you know, thing
1: that we like to do. and <laughs> what an incredible tribute to you and your relationship, this song, huh?
0: Extremely sweet. I mean, I, I've never had anyone write a song for me before. Um, I don't know if you have. But, um, no,
1: but it would probably be The Exorcist.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> when somebody does that for you, you don't really know what to say. It's shocking and eternally grateful for the song and for the sentiment. It's something that
1: I'll have forever. Oh, it's so beautiful. And not to put you two on the spot, but maybe it could be your wedding theme. <laughs> well, yeah,
3: I think it would. We, we are definitely going to. I'll have to uh, serenade him with this song.
1: Absolutely. You can,
3: you know, I just want to mention another line. There's a line in the song where I say, um, seven years of tears and laughter as you stand outside my door, waving roses round the corner, wrought with every bloom and thorn. And that's quite literal imagery. You know, um, it was really fun for me to write it because it really was based on sort of our customs and he always would go around the corner to the local little store and pick up roses for me Aww. and then he'd wave it he'd sort of like wave through the window and I'd be looking down at the street across the you know on the corner of our block and see him with his roses and it was just something that that he would do you know so it's all quite literal imagery in the song and my hope is that People who listened to, who got a chance to listen to it, could relate and could feel sort of that bittersweet sense of, you know, of a love that grows deeper and enriches by the years. You know, we're in such a fast-paced time, and everyone's so ADD and everything. It seems like nothing lasts, and I kind of wanted this song to to show the importance of something lasting and steadfast and standing the test of time and how precious and how rare and how sacred that is.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Your fans love it. And, you know, you can download it. It's just under a dollar. Come on.
3: Seven Years is available on all streaming platforms and the music video, which I creatively produced, it was all my idea as well. I'm very hands-on. I actually recorded the, the music video in my apartment in the city. The video is up on YouTube. So all you have to do is search Alexa Rachel seven years. And I just want to say, oh, I feel so cheesy plugging myself. But anyways, I do want to share my work with everyone. And I'm very, very active on my Instagram, which is at Alexa Joel. And I have the links on my page to all things seven years and all the latest content. I even produced a lyric video for the song as well that has lots of black and white images of New York City sort of like a tribute to Manhattan, where I grew up. So yeah, there's a lot that went into seven years. And I'm sort of now working on sort of getting outside of seven years, and moving on to the next song.
0: Or the wedding.
3: Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. Anything you want to share with us about the wedding?
3: You know, I mean, I always, I don't know if he's in full agreement with me about this. I guess he can we'll find out now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I really have always wanted to have a gorgeous, like, I don't know, like a set. I guess it's because I'm such a sex in the city fanatic. Me too. And I love the scene where Carrie and Big, you know, meet at, in Central Park at the, what is it called? The Boat Side? The
1: Boathouse. Uh,
3: the the boathouse, boathouse, sorry. The Boathouse Restaurant. <laughs> and I always just had this, like, vision of, like, a big Central Park wedding, like old New York with the trees lit up and... What do you think of that?
1: Annie? I think that's doable.
0: Yeah. You know, we started talking about it right before COVID, but of course COVID happened and everything oh, kind and of it
3: was like it got put, put on. It was um, a ghost town hold. in the
0: city. You know, me, I could be married anywhere to her, you know, uh, Aww.
2: for me, Aww. you
0: know, a cu- He, a he leaves people. it up to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a huge wedding, but, um, you know, that's Alexa's dream. So, uh, We'll let her uh, handle the reins on that.
3: So I guess we will do a Central Park wedding.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The career, your life, and the fact that Stella is still with us thriving. You've got wonderful Ryan by your side. Does it get better than this, Alexa?
3: I don't think it gets any better. I mean, you know, I just am feeling so blessed. All my loved ones, friends and family have all come through a trying year. Happy, healthy, and safe. Stella, basically, I mean, talk about nine lives, like you said. So miracles do happen.
1: You'll be very happy to know that we are ending this interview on the most beautiful note. We have a very special surprise. We have the whole song by Alexa Ray Joel, seven years. So folks, sit back and enjoy.
2: He's the man who stands beside me Like a soldier in a storm That has weathered fields of sorrow Yet his honor's never torn Steadfast with pure devotion Even when he's pushed away How he tries to understand me I've only turned him gray in the kitchen we're slow dancing rest my head upon his shoulder we pretend we're still romancing even though we're getting older I swore the moon would As you stand outside my door, waving roses around the corner, wrought with every bloom and thorn. Drown the booze and bottle sadness from your pretty weary frame. We'll break free. cooking